Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. And uh, I'll be reading from Luke chapter number two as well. Glad for all of our guests with us tonight. Everybody really that's in God's house. To tell you the truth, I'm a little surprised. Seriously, and I mean. You don't mind me just saying what I think. <laughs> a little surprised. Good surprise. Nothing wrong with surprises like that. <clears throat> but uh, everybody be in the house of the Lord, that's, that's tremendous. Amen. As I was saying this morning on Christmas Eve Eve, here you are. I'm going to begin reading in uh, verse number 16. And uh, again, I'll be reading from, from Luke chapter number 2 again here in just a little bit. And I, I will endeavor not to hold you long. I know people have festivities and activities here in the next couple of days. The Bible says in verse 16, And they journeyed from Bethel. There was but a little way to come to Ephrath. And Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. It came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not. Thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar upon her grave, that is the pillar of Rachel's grave unto this day. Verse 21, and Israel, meaning Jacob, journeyed and spread his tent beyond the tower of Eder. Tower of Eder. Luke chapter number 2. Luke chapter number 2. I'm going to read just a few few verses of scripture here uh, today as well. Maybe this will save us from going all over the place later. I don't know. Then again, maybe not. Luke 2 verse 7. She brought forth her firstborn son wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. The glory of the Lord shone round about them. They were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings, a great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. This evening I want to minister this subject. This shall be a sign. This shall be a sign. Let's pray together. Father, I come to you this evening. 
pray, oh God, that you would help us, Lord, in this place. Your word all alone by itself doesn't need any help. It's quick. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Dividing asunder the soul from the spirit, the bone from the marrow. It's a discerner of the very intents and thoughts of the heart. I pray, oh God, help me, Lord, today. God, as a messenger, Lord, your people, as hearers, we'd be hearers and doers, Lord, of your word, God, as we convey, Lord Jesus, this little concept tonight. I pray, oh Lord, that you're able to help us, Lord, in this service and deal with the hearts of people that may be here, God, as wise men tonight, that they're seeking for a king. They're seeking for a place where he lay. God, let this place be that place tonight. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen and amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen this evening. This shall be, this shall be a sign. <laughs> that is so funny. To look up there and see three camels that I'm supposing is probably three wise men. That's totally unbiblical. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Bible doesn't say how many wise men they were. We just superimposed because there were three gifts. There were three wise men. And it doesn't say anything about them traveling on camels. Amen. <laughs> that's almost unnerved me a little bit. That's all right. I'll get it together here. <laughs> Hallelujah. The word of the Lord. Amen. Common story. The story. The story of the birth of the Lord. The story of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Being a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. That was spoken about 700 years prior to its occurrence of a babe that would be born in the city of David, which was known as Bethlehem. The Bible, and I know, I know we tread in familiar ground here. Maybe it's typical for you to read the Christmas story, a part of your family tradition. And, but uh, the Bible says that whenever Mary had that baby, that she would take that firstborn son and she would wrap him in swaddling clothes. And that she would lie him or put him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And the scripture declares that there would be some angels or, or an angel rather that would come to the shepherds that were watching their flock by night. That were watching them. The angel of the Lord would come to them and give the report, if you will, the announcement, the birth announcement of that baby boy. And uh, said unto them uh, how there would be good tidings of great joy. And it would be to all the people. Telling them about a king, a savior that was born. Which would be Christ the Lord. Someone that they would know to be in later years and call the king of the Jews. And this kind of rubbed a little difficulty with the present king by the name of Herod. Because he assumed the role of being king of the Jews. And to be able to hear such word that... There was a king that was born that they were considering to be king of the Jews. That just didn't really set too well with him because he was to be the king of the Jews. And uh, from that moment in time, no doubt, he sought to take the life of the Lord. Although he's told uh, the wise men, whenever you know where he lay, let me know and I'll come worship him. 
that was no doubt just a guise. He had no intention of worshiping the king of glory. But interesting to me this evening is that whenever the angel of the Lord came and spoke unto the shepherds, he, they spoke to them and said, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. There was something peculiar that the angel was sharing with these shepherds. And uh, I, I personally, I believe that whenever the angel said that this shall be a sign to you, this was a sign in particular for the shepherds. Not necessarily a sign that would uh, be necessarily for all and every individual because later we hear that after they had visited the place where Jesus lay that the shepherds left from there and they began to tell all people concerning the things that was told them that child and everybody else that they relayed the story to wondered at their words. But there was something in what the angel spoke to the shepherds that would be meaningful to them. That would be a sign unto them. Going back to the Old Testament rendering and scripture that we read tonight, the Bible records the story of Jacob. He is on his trip from Bethel, and he is going from Bethel to Jerusalem, going really to Bethlehem, as the scripture would record. The Bible says on their way, his wife is with child. She is pregnant. No doubt any amount of journey, if you're way on and your pregnancy is going to be rough, just ask me. I can tell you all about that. Amen. In our travel days and my wife being pregnant with Mariah, but we weren't walking at least. And uh, the Bible says she was pregnant and they came to a place called Ephrath, which was the same as Bethlehem. And it would be at that very place this woman would be given birth to a child that in the moment in time that she would be birthing this child, this child would live, but she, the birthing mother, would die. And the Bible says plainly at this place of Ephrath, or in the region in the vicinity of Bethlehem. I don't know, on the outskirts, if you will, of the perimeter of the city of town of Bethlehem, this would take place. And after her husband erected a pillar dug her grave and caused that to be there, says that he journeyed. I don't know if he was on one side of this tower that is called Eder and then he went to the other side just to remove himself from the place of her grave and tomb overwhelmed by the tragedy and the sorrow that would come no doubt to uh, any husband. But he goes just a little bit beyond the tower of Eder and he pitches a tent right there. Now, the Tower of Eder, just stay with me for a little bit. I won't hold you wrong, really, I won't. The Tower of Eder right here uh, is positioned on the outskirts of Bethlehem. Positioned on the perimeter and the vicinity, if you will, of Bethlehem. There were many times towers that were stationed at the vicinity or the outskirts of cities. There were places and watchtowers that show soldiers could uh, climb up to the top to and they could uh, always ring some type of warning of any enemy that may be coming or uh, they could go there to keep just a watch over the city of any foe that may approach them. And that was the purpose of the Tower of Eder in that day. But as time would prolong and go, the Tower of Eder was known as the Tower 
in the Hebrew language of the Migdal Eder Tower. It was the tower of the flock. It was the tower, if you will, uh, of the watchtower of the flock. It was a common place, a common tower on the outskirts of Bethlehem that shepherds were all around those hilly areas and they would keep their flocks and they would watch over them and tend to them. But there was something special particularly about these flocks of sheep that were around the tower of Eder. These were just not any normal sheep. These were not just any normal fold and these were not just any normal shepherds. The shepherds that kept these particular flocks were people that were not just young men, but they were somewhere in their 30s. And uh, being shepherds for this particular purpose was a part of their lineage. It was a part of their ancestry. These people, the sheep that they kept, would be the sheep that would make their way to the temple at Jerusalem for the purpose of being sacrificed. These shepherds were the ones that tended to the lambs that came from their mothers and they would make sure that no flaw would come upon them and they would ensure that no sickness or disease would come upon them. They took great care and was very careful uh, in tending to these lambs and tending to these sheep because when they got old enough, the select few that was without blemish or without disease would make their way to the temple to where they would be sacrificed and blood would be shed from an unblemished lamb for the purpose of casting forth the people's sins for yet another year. And at this, this tower of Eder would be the place that these shepherds would climb to the top and they would overlook their flocks and make sure no lion or bear from the perimeter was coming upon them and just ensure that they weren't finding themselves caught in a hole or in a thicket because we had to keep good care of these sheep. These sheep are just not any sheep. They're going to be a sacrificial animal. Uh, they're going to be an animal that's going to be taken to the temple. It's just not the run of the meal. The shepherds were not just a run of the meal. They were specifically trained for what they should do and how they should do. They had a royal task, if you will, that was in their hand. They were educated how they should take care of the lambs, educated on how they should keep them from harm and evil because they were going to be for the purpose of a holy sacrifice. None of them could be hurt. They had to be protected. They had to be watched over. A lot of diligence. More diligence were put into those lambs than any other lamb of any other shepherd. It was there at Eder that these, these shepherds would climb to the top of that tower and they would look out and they would consider all of these things. We understand then through Scripture, amen, that even Jacob putting his tent at Eder. It was in the vicinity of Bethlehem. It was in the vicinity of that town and in that place Eder was. At the outskirts, if you will, of the town. But the peculiar thing behind these men and their purpose comes from an Old Testament prophecy of Micah chapter number 4 and verse number 7 and 8. Micah, the old time prophet, he is speaking of the time of Luke 2 when there would be a babe born. Amen. In a town called Bethlehem. The Bible says it's in Bethlehem in Luke. It doesn't tell us the exact location. Some people say it was a cave. Other people say it was one of the relatives' homes. Somebody else, if you're going based upon what they have in Bethlehem today, the church of the nativity, does that be in the true place? Uh, you're, you're sniffing something besides air, let me tell you. They'll go there and they'll dunk their heads and they'll light their candles. But the Bible says, according to Micah chapter number 4 and verse number 7, he says, I will make her that exalt, that halteth a remnant 
and her that was cast afar off strong nation. And the Lord shall reign over them in Mount Zion from henceforth even forever. He was saying, I know you've had times of captivity. This is what it's talking about. Uh, captivity and battle with the Assyrians and the Babylonians. But the Lord is going to have a dominion and the Lord is going to have a reign in the future. Amen. That it will be henceforth forevermore. It will be an eternal reign. It will be an eternal dominion. Amen. And he goes on to say in verse 8, And thou, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, unto thee shall it come, even the first dominion, and the kingdom shall come to the daughter of Jerusalem. He was saying there is going to be a kingdom that will come through a person that will have no end and folds it up and says, and O tower of the flock, to thee it shall come. The tower of the flock was the tower of Eder. The tower of the flock was the Eder that Jacob pitched his tent by that was in the outskirts of the land of Bethlehem. He said, that's where it's going to happen. The Bible falls it up in Micah 5 and verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrath, same as the Old Testament where Rachel dies, though thou be a little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old, from everlasting. We have from an Old Testament prophecy. The New Testament doesn't tell us an exact location in Bethlehem, but I believe there is something being unveiled through the prophecy of Micah of a location in the vicinity of Bethlehem that there would be at the Tower of Eder a child that would be born, a babe that would be birthed, that would have all dominion, all power, an everlasting kingdom i don't have much more time i will hold you much longer but in that tower of eater was an upper level and a bottom level the upper level is where the shepherds would watch over those flocks those shepherds that were well trained well instructed because they were raising lambs that were going to be used for sacrifice they would watch over their flock, make sure no hurt, no harm, no blemish, no sickness, no disease come upon the lambs. But they had a practice among them because in the lower level of that tower was mangers that was hewn out in stone that whenever a sheep had a new lamb, they would take that sheep into that lower level and it would give birth to a lamb. And listen now, those shepherds had so much care for what was being born. They didn't even let mama birth it all by herself. They would reach their hands into that birthing canal and gently pull out that lamb because it couldn't break a leg because it's going to be used for sacrifice. They, 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 they couldn't see any harm be done to that thing when it was born because it was going to be used for sacrifice for pushing the people's sins forward for a year. But they say in history, Jewish history, that whenever they would pull that lamb out, they would take swaddling clothes 
they would take swaddling clothes and pieces of strip and they would wrap around its legs and wrap over its back because they didn't want that. You know how you ever seen a new little calf or something? They're kind of wobbly and, and they're a little excited. They, they couldn't afford anything to happen to the lamb. So they had to just take those swaddling clothes around the feet and the ankle bones until it calmed down in that piece. And all along there are all these mangers. You know what the angel of the Lord was saying to the shepherds that were watching their flock by night? Someone say glory. Mm. Let's just dispel a few other things. Shepherds that walked your flock by night and day. Shepherds only do that whenever it's lambing time. In other words, normally if it was winter like they say he was born... Shepherds normally don't watch their flocks by day and night in winter. They do that whenever it's lambing time. In winter, they usually have corrals and places that they just kind of keep them contained because the, the, the pasture of the land isn't nothing to feed upon anyway during the winter time. So just another idea that us celebrating Christmas on December the 25th is just a bunch of hopa, okay? Amen, because shepherds only watch their flock day and night whenever it's lambing time, and that's not during winter. But shepherds... We're watching their flock by night and it's lamb time and the angel of the Lord, here they are all over the hills making sure that lamb doesn't go here because it can't suffer a broken leg. It's gonna be used for sacrifice. I've been trained. There can't be no blemish on my lambs over here. I gotta watch over them. They're gonna go to the temple someday and be for sacrifice all across that hill and the, in the perimeter of that hill but the angel of the Lord and comes and talks to those old shepherds and said this is going to be a sign to you this is going to be a sign to you there's going to be a babe it's going to be wrapped in swaddling clothes it's going to be in a manger it wasn't just being in a manger that was a sign it was also a sign to be wrapped in swaddling clothes you know what? You don't see that the shepherds had to ask for directions. They didn't have to ask where to go, what street was it on. They went to the Tower of Edher. They went down. Because the old time prophet said that one that has all dominion, all power, whose kingdom will know no end, it's going to come unto you, O Tower of the Watchtower, O Tower of the Sheepfold. It's The Bible said they made haste and they were there. Nobody else may understood what was laced in those words. They wondered, Scripture said, when they shared the story. And everybody else wondered, but the shepherds knew. I've been trained in this. My life for 30 years have been all about this. We got to go to the Tower of Eder. There's a manger there. There's swaddling cloths there. 
But can I tell this group of people, there's a greater volume spoken that because in that birthing room, sheep would give birth to lambs whose purpose was for the purpose of the temple, for the, the, the purpose of being sacrificed. You know what? Jesus was born in such a place because he would be the lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world right there in swaddling clothes, right there in a manger. He was birthed in the place where temple, where, where lambs are conditioned from going there to the temple, from going from a place of no blemish to a place of slaughter for the sins of the people. This shall be a sign. Some would say yes. Folks, I can't tell you enough that the Jewish writers even say that that tower of Eder was not the watchtower for ordinary flocks. Amen. But it was for the flocks that were prepared for sacrifice. That the shepherds were not ordinary shepherds. They were shepherds that were to watch out. Amen. Care for, protect, if you will, the lambs because they had a purpose. They had a place. Their purpose was greater than their life. Oh God, if I can tie something back to the Old Testament for our New Testament story, I want you to hear this and hear this well. Here is Rachel. Oh God, this may not mean a whole lot to you, but whenever I just, I thought I'd just check this out, I thought I'll just see what Rachel means. Amen. In the Hebrew. And whenever I looked up Rachel, her name meant lamb. Her name meant you. Her name meant sheep. And here she was, right in that vicinity on the outskirts of Bethlehem was a lamb but what was that lamb Rachel doing as she was dying she was giving life to something else as she was departing there was something else coming on yeah there would be a lamb born that as he died he was given life as he was departing there was a church that was rising up and coming on <laughs> Stand with me. I told you I'm not holding you long. I'm not a liar. Not today, anyway. Man, it makes great sense to me. Mary, if you and Joseph in haste are going to leave Nazareth. And go to Bethlehem, your native town and city because of the taxation of the people. If you're going to do that. I don't know how you are. Used to, I used to, whenever I used to, you know, leave, go somewhere and pack, used to make a list. I don't do that so much anymore. That packing thing came kind of normal over a period of time. But whenever you don't do that every day, a lot of people like to make lists because they don't want to forget anything. Man, what would be a more proper place for Mary to have Jesus but in a place where swaddling clothes are already provided? And a manger is already stationed. The birthing room for temple lambs. Oh 
folks, I don't know if you understand that what we're breaching and coming upon right now, we're not talking about some accident. We're not talking about the another birth of another baby. We're not talking about just the carpenter's son. We're not just talking about someone that has red blood or white blood or whatever blood you want to call it. Amen. Coursing through his veins just like you and I. But 700 years before he came, he said, this is where it's going to happen. And this is the tower it's going to happen at. And by the way, it's going to happen in the same tower. We're lambs right now that are a prefigure of who you are. Amen. We got to keep, make sure there's several of them. Keep a lot of lambs because not all of them's going to pass the test of being an unblemished lamb. So we got to keep track of them, shepherds. Amen. We got to push these sins for it every year. But the lamb that was born that day, the lamb that was born that day, they didn't have to look after another lamb. They didn't have to look after another fold. The lamb that was born that day wasn't just going to push sins forward. It was going to push them out of sight. It was going to separate them from the east as it was from the west. The lamb of God that took away the sin. This is your sign. In the nutshell of that alone is enough for me to believe in God. Musicians may come tonight. This, this is your sign. Swaddling clothes. A manger. Nobody else may have really caught that, but those shepherds who attend to the sacrificial lambs knew what that was all about. Oh God, can we just bow our heads to this place? Oh, the holy God, great God. Oh, tower of, oh, tower of Eder. Oh, tower of Eder. The shepherds out around there. Watching over their flock by night. But there was a lamb that was going to be born that night. Come in off the hills, bubbas. Come in off the hills. Come to the tower. There's a new lamb. There's a new lamb being born tonight. There's a new lamb being born. Others in bewilderment, they don't understand it. But it's a sign to you. It's a sign to you. It's a sign to you. These altars are open today. I'm, I'm making a cry on this Christmas Eve Eve as I've been calling it. I'm making a cry. That there was something born in Bethlehem's manger. There was some lamb that was born there. That's capable of taking care of your sin issue. That's capable of taking care of your separation issue. That's capable of taking care of your life issue. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what sin has stained your past with. He's come on the scene. He's come on the scene. There was something born there. There was something born there. That was wrapped in swaddling clothes that indicated although it was born there, it was going to die somewhere else. But in the moment of its death, it was going to give life to something else. He is here today. I feel the presence of the Lord. I, I know this has been quick and this has been simple. But the power of God doesn't know any limitations. It doesn't just operate through a certain venue or a certain form. He is here tonight. The Lamb of God is here tonight. Oh, 700 some odd years before he was ever born, it was told where it would be 
hallelujah, where it would be. And it was no coincidence. It was no coincidence. He was there for you. He was there for me. He was there for us. He was there for us. He's here for us. Oh, the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. You need to be a wise man tonight. You need to come seeking the Lord. You need to be a wise lady tonight. You need to come seeking the Lord. Be as the shepherds. Make haste. Make haste. And go to where the Lamb of God is. Make haste. And go to where the Savior is. Because he's not going to fail you. Other kingdoms rose and they fell. But Micah said he's going to be forever. A dominion that will last. Of his kingdom there shall be no end. Isaiah said it's an everlasting kingdom. It's an everlasting power. It's an everlasting presence. It won't leave you. It won't abandon you. It won't forget you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's talk to God. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.